0: Welcome to the well-being, well-bought, well-said podcast with me, Sarah Maloof. Join me as I chat with fitness gurus, business owners, wellness experts, and other inspiring individuals as together we dive into what it means to live well. Today's guest is a wife, a mother, and a total boss babe. Kristen Panetta is the owner of L. James Bridal, a gorgeous wedding gown boutique here in Ridgeland, Mississippi. And on this episode, we talk about work-life balance, what it was like starting and running a business, while also getting married and starting a family, and how you kind of balance that all. Kristen is so wise. I know that both personally and professionally, I took away a lot of good tidbits from this episode, and I think you will too. So, without further ado, here is Kristen Panetta. Kristen, I'm so glad that you've agreed to do this with me today. Yay. I'm so
1: excited to be here. Thank you for asking me.
0: Well, thank you. So, Um, for those who don't know, Kristen, she is a beautiful wife and mama of two. And on top of the responsibilities of life, she owns and runs a very successful, very beautiful bridal, bridal boutique here in Jackson, Mississippi called L James. I'm a little biased maybe because I did get my wedding dress from Kristen Mm -hmm. and the process was amazing. And the dress was perfect for me. And I am so thankful for that. Um, So I just want to get right into it with a question I think that I know I've had, and I know that other people asked as well, and I think it'll lead into kind of where you are today. L James and this whole concept that you have, did you always know that you wanted to own a bridal boutique? And if not, what led you to doing what you're doing today?
1: yeah so I get that question weekly um, and I did not know I wanted to own a bridal boutique I have always loved fashion since a young age and so halfway through college I decided to do a minor in fashion and that gave me some valuable um, education behind the industry and both of my parents have really have entrepreneurial entrepreneurial spirit, <laughs> spirits. And so my dad owns a business and my mom has just always been like a major girl boss. She's the head of HR for a large company. So seeing them work really hard, I always knew that like I could do anything. Um, I've worked under quite a few people and I always rose to the top quickly, cause I just always knew I could do it. Like I didn't need help um, and I just loved doing it. Like I loved working at one point in high school for no reason, I had three jobs. And so <laughs> not my parents did not make me, I just loved it. And so um, fast forward, my friends started getting married and I kept hearing of a bunch of people going out of state to find their wedding dress. And I thought it was so weird. And then I started searching for my wedding dress. And in the back of my mind, I kind of thought, let me like really pay attention to what's going on in Mississippi and just in the industry in general and see if there's a gap there. And sure enough, I saw a huge gap in the state of Mississippi. And um, so my first thing was to kind of like start out by asking designers, like, why are y'all not in Mississippi? What's going on? And they quickly said, we're looking for exactly what you're dreaming up. And so from there, I was like, okay, well, it's meant to be. And I think I was so young and naive. I never thought like, oh, I may fail at this. Like this might not work. I just like did it. And I just thought it was going to succeed.
0: And here we are. (laughs) It definitely is succeeding. Wait. So how old were you when you started the business? 26. 26. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. And so now you've had it what? Five years, four years? four and a half. Yep. One and a half years. Mm-hmm. So, okay. First of all, that almost made me emotional when you, that response of we're looking exactly for what you're dreaming of. That is so, I mean, that's so cool, but talking to them, I guess kind of leads into my next question. Where did you even start? So you reached out to these vendors and yeah. yeah, I know it didn't fall in your lap necessarily. You put in some work. So what were your first steps?
1: So I, um, I guess one thing maybe I learned from my parents and just in general, I knew you had to do research behind before you do something that big. And so I was like, I guess they would know they're already in the industry. And they were like four or five designers that I loved. I love their fit. I love their aesthetic. I thought they matched the Southern bride perfectly. And they had never even been asked to be in Mississippi, which I thought was bizarre. So by emailing them, I just said, I'm sure they were, it was probably so unprepared, but I was like, this is my vision. This is what I wanna open. This is how big it is. It'll only be one dressing room. This is what it's gonna look like. I'm just wondering, it, would you be willing to be a like, designer here? Do you think that would work? Do brides want you all? And when I say like within the hour, I had almost, a response from everybody I had emailed saying like overwhelmingly yes please do this it's so needed. Um, That was how I started and when I got such positive feedback I was like I think this would kind of be stupid not to do at this point to know people that do this every day in the industry to see such a need in Mississippi and so I really hit the ground running after that.
0: That's awesome. Mississippi doesn't get enough credit. I mean, we're not all barefoot, you know, down here. (laughs) If if, if you're listening and you don't know me, my husband sells custom clothing for men, and we moved here for him to open his business, doing kind of what Kristen's doing, but for men. And I mean, it's just it's hilarious. Like we get overlooked as far as these kind of. um, I mean, everyone down here is getting married. People down here go Mm -hmm. to parties. People have rehearsal dinners, and they need mm-hmm. clothes. So it's funny, mm-hmm. like you said, there really wasn't, um, I guess there was such a void in this area and mm-hmm. Jackson's not a small town either. Right. So, okay. So when you say hit the ground running, what does that mean? What was next? Finding the space, getting your business license. What, what came next?
1: So funny enough, um, first of all, aesthetics is has always been extremely important to me. If you know anything about the Enneagram, I'm a nine Enneagram and I'm a Libra. Like I have to have everything balanced at all times. And so I knew the look and the feel of the space was almost just as important as the, as the designers I had in my shop. And so the space was actually like, When I say the last thing other than opening that I did, it was a little (laughs) bit scary, but I ordered all of my dresses, like had all my designers picked out. I had my business, like I had done everything, business plan, the loan, the whole thing. I just did not have a space. And, um, but I knew as long as I had all the other pieces together, once I found a space, I would be able to move in pretty much right then. So I just... lot of trust in God. And he led me, he led me to the way. And even finding a space was like a total meant to be moment. And it was just the right place, the right time.
0: Oh, your space is a dream. It's beautiful. Beautiful. It's centrally located when you're there. You just, it feels so high end. So nice. I mean, I had the best experience. I can't say that enough being there. Um, but I mean, I'm still a little confused on how (laughs) you knew, you knew where to start specifically in this industry. I know you said your parents were entrepreneurs and they Mm -hmm. encouraged you and inspired you, but like, I mean, even getting the designers and getting the dresses and having the right connections to get that going, did that, Mm -hmm. was that hard or was it easy to figure it out? Did you have a mentor in this industry?
1: Um, so I did speak a little bit to a few ladies that were really wonderful in the industry. It was more geared towards, you know, how does this designer work for you? Do you like working for them? Because a lot of what people don't realize in the bridal industry is it's not really like regular retail in that you can't just say, I want to carry this designer and carry them. It's very much a partnership. They have to decide if you're allowed to carry them. So um, you kind of have to pitch yourself to them and they look and see if there's a need in the industry. They also like to spread out um, radius wise. Like there are some designers that will only allow one person per state to carry them. Like Monique Lillier, we are the exclusive designer for that. So once I got that tidbit of information, I was working with those designers um, as far as like starting the business side of things, believe it or not, Mad, originally Mississippi is very easy to start a business. So there wasn't like a bunch of going up to City Hall and doing a ton of stuff. I also have a fabulous landlord that helped me through those steps of, you know, this has to be this regulation and all of that. Um, and then my precious husband, who was my fiance at the time, literally printed off. <laughs> Oh, I'll never forget it. Printed off a bunch of like how to open a bridal boutique and highlighted it for oh, me. And I got, so <laughs> sweet. Oh, it was so precious. I got home one night and he had highlighted a bunch of stuff, literally like paper clipped it by sections and then went to Barnes and Noble and got like literally starting a business for dummies books and like tagged it.
0: Okay. You picked on you picked a good one. That is so sweet. I did, I did. And what a lot
1: of people don't know is literally we got engaged in July, September. I started looking for my wedding dress and that's when like, I really saw this ball rolling of This is something that needs to be done. And if I don't do it now, somebody else is going to, um, because I think it also was a time that kind of started this, like, women wanting to start their own business. Like that was really the start of when you saw a lot of small businesses being run by women. And so I just knew somebody was going to do it. And mm-hmm. so I sat him and my parents down and I was like, I have to do this right now. And he was all on board and like, we were going to get married in the end of April. And I told him, I was like, I, like, we have to open right after we get married. And so I literally got married April 30th. We got back the second week of May from our honeymoon and I literally opened L. James the last week of May.
0: Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Did you, were you able to provide yourself with your own wedding dress?
1: I was not, that was the one thing I did not have time to do. Um, so I found my wedding dress and was so fortunate enough to order it and like get that experience still. And then I now carry my, um, that line in store and it's been our top seller since I opened.
0: Wow. How many, how many lines are designers do y'all carry?
1: So right now, um, I believe we're at seven, but it, is constantly changing. So with every single season, we're evaluating what do we need, what do we not need, what's really working. Um, and sometimes designers are working great for us, and then they come out with a line that just does not vibe with our bride, or the prices aren't, price points not right, the fabrics weird, whatever, and we'll change that out for something else. So we're always doing research, and I think that's something that is also different about us. That I saw, um, I saw a lot of complacency in the bridal industry in Mississippi. And nobody had, like, everybody had been doing it for, like, 30 to, you know, forever and ever. And there was nothing new. And it was also the point where, like, Pinterest was huge. And, like, I was getting all this inspo. And I was like, why is nobody, like, doing this in Mississippi? And it was just because they were doing fine not having to do anything different. And so quickly after I came on the scene, I think people kind of started changing and realizing like, oh, we're not going to get by carrying the same lines every year for ever and ever. Um, girls know there's something different now. And so it's, we, I've really seen a shift in the industry for the best, I think, um, in bridal and just like the event industry in general, which is super fun.
0: You're such a... A leader in that realm, that's so cool. I mean, I feel like you really have changed a lot of the industry here in Mississippi. I'm sure so many people look up to you and are now trying to copy you and do what you're doing. <laughs> well,
1: thanks, it's been fun for sure. And I definitely didn't mean to do that, but um, yeah, it's been fun. I'm I feel extremely blessed to have gotten to do this and for it to be successful. And um, I had to do it forever and ever.
0: Yeah, so when you started out, was it just you, or did you have employees or help?
1: Yes, it was just me for the first two years, and then I brought on um, an intern, and she quickly became our first employee. And it was also right, before also another like perfect timing situation. Um, it was right before I got pregnant with my first <laughs> first child, and so um, she worked for us for about a year and a half. And now we have two employees that very much helped me run the show.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, were you through this starting alone and starting, I know you said you felt in the past that jobs that you knew you could do it. Were you ever nervous of failing or did you just have full confidence that this was going to be it for you?
1: So when I think back on it, I really think I was just so young and naive and I saw, I was just so eager to get open because I, I just kept thinking somebody else is going to do this. I have to do this. This is my moment. If I want to work for myself and going back to that, I had worked for people and I I think I said, like, I just always knew I could just do it myself. And there's a point in that I I also saw that it could be done better and with a little bit more grace. And so um, that kind of fueled, fueled my fire even more to like be a good mentor and a boss to other people if I could grow it enough to where I had employees. And so I think just being naive and having that fire, I literally never even thought this is going to be super successful or it's going to fail. Like I never remember having that moment of like anxiety or being scared. And at the same time I was also planning a wedding. So it was just like, I was going nonstop and not even, didn't even have a moment. Oh, and I had a full-time job.
0: So I never had a moment
1: to like, really think like, this may not be good or, oh my gosh, this is going to be the greatest thing. I just like kind of I know that sounds crazy, but that's how it I was.
0: That's, I feel like people who start businesses have that. That's like how they do so well because they have that confidence in themselves and also that adrenaline that sounds like you had going for you. Yeah. Um, what industry were you working in before you opened your store?
1: So I worked, um, I'm going to tell you all three that I had before because it kind of helps me get to where I am. I worked for an event planner in Jackson. So that's how I actually like really knew I loved the wedding industry. Cause I had never had a piece of that wedding industry before and I loved it. And then I worked in nonprofit for like two and a half years. And that's how I knew I loved helping people just in general. And I knew like I have such a servant's heart. I love helping people in all capacity and then I worked for a marketing firm right before I opened L. James. And that's when I knew I wanted to work for myself. And, um, now all three of those helped me literally every single day at work. If I hadn't have had one of those jobs, like I would have been missing out on a huge step to, that I truly believe has helped me become successful today.
0: Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay so you the store opens right after you get married you hit the ground mm-hmm. running it's just mm-hmm. you at this point was it just word of mouth how did you grow
1: so social media was a huge help um nobody in the wedding industry specifically bridal in Mississippi had any sort of presence on social media and I really? totally capitalized on that when i say like barely even had an instagram barely had a website like really had nothing because it's all word of mouth in Mississippi and normally <laughs> bridal. Like nobody really does wedding dress shopping more than once. So like you want to know somebody who has been and had a good experience. So word of mouth is huge now for us, but I really grew off Instagram and
0: Facebook. What year was this? I can't believe people weren't, t- I mean, well, what year? Was
1: it was 2016.
0: Okay. Wow. Okay. So well, it was
1: that- like, I mean, people were using Instagram, but not fully for businesses like they should have been. There were definitely places like around the country that were, but in Mississippi, like I said, all these businesses had just been kind of complacent and been doing the same thing for year after year. And they like, didn't need that. So they weren't putting the time into it. And I was working at a marketing firm. What's more perfect than that? And so... (laughs) we help people do that every single day. Like I helped with websites. I helped with social media and all that. So, I mean, it truly all the stars aligned and um, it helps me grow a lot faster than I would have with just word of mouth.
0: Gotcha. Wow. So, okay. So you're growing, you have this intern and then you get pregnant with Harper. So Kristen has now two beautiful, adorable babies, Harper and Parks. How did becoming a mom change your role in the, in the store, your role in business, and just how did it change everything as far as work or did it change everything?
1: Um, it definitely changed. (laughs) So like I said, I had three jobs at one point. I love working. It's just, it's literally like a um, hobby for me. Like I, it just, I love it. And so there were times before Harper that I would be at work until like nine o'clock, and Adam would call me and say, "Like, are you coming home? Like, what are you doing?" And I would literally be up there just like enjoying my time, like not, you know, time. Just yeah, like oh, What time, you time is it? Yeah, like I was yeah. probably trying on the dress, twirling around for Instagram. Who knows? <laughs> um, I was like, oh my gosh, like I've got to go home. And then Harper came and I just knew like, because I'm a workaholic that it was going to be like week two and I was going to immediately be back. And then I ended up having to have a C-section and I couldn't go right back to work. Like you're not supposed to drive for like six weeks or something. You can't really walk. I have to go upstairs, um, to get to work. And so it was just, I truly think it was God telling me like, take this precious time and enjoy it because you're never going to get it back. And that taught me a huge life lesson to, um, basically one, trust your employees. If you can't trust your employees and there's a problem and they probably shouldn't be there. Um, and at the time, a girl named Allie who I love and still talk to all the time. She's She's so fabulous. Mm -hmm. Um, She was there and she is also one, like if you give her the responsibility, like she's going to take it and run and she's not going to call you until she's tried all options and really doesn't know how to do something. And so it was the perfect person I had in place to really do that. And I loved watching her grow while I wasn't there. And she had, she was a college graduate. Like I think it was perfect for both of us. And it really taught me to like hand over the reins sometimes, even though I'm a perfectionist. And so, um, then I had parks and I have to do that even more. Like I can't work all the time and I have to give my kids my time and my husband, my time. So balancing it is absolutely a challenge, but, um, it, uh, is absolutely worth it on uh, in all aspects.
0: What advice do you have for working moms?
1: Ooh, um, give yourself grace. I think people, what's the saying, something to the effect of like, you can be perfect in every aspect of your life, basically, or, you know, balance is key. And I think I literally just said that. And that's true. But at the same time, you can't do everything perfect all the time. There are weeks that I feel like I'm like killing it at work. Like I'm giving it, you know, a hundred percent I'm all out, I'm getting everything done, I'm so productive, and then at home, I'm like half there, and I can't, you know, I'm spilling stuff and dropping the kids food, and like, Harper don't wanna take a bath. You know, it's just, it's never perfect on all ends, and I feel super blessed to have it all, but um, working moms, like, it's okay to not have it together, all together in every aspect, and unfortunately, it's probably never gonna be that way, and that's just part of life.
0: Yeah. Well, people need to hear that. Like it's, it's okay. I'm like you, I'm a perfectionist. You know, we've, Kristen and I have known each other for what, 10 plus years now, since we were at the state together, we have a lot of the same interests and I feel like a lot of the Mm -hmm. same personality and character traits. And it's hard sometimes to tell yourself that it won't be perfect and that you're not always going to be perfect when that's the standard you set for yourself. No one's Mm -hmm. setting that standard for us, but us.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) And sometimes
0: I remember that, that we're doing okay to get by and you're keeping your kids alive and you're keeping your lights on in your store. Um,
1: yeah.
0: even when things and things, honestly, from the outside looking in seem pretty dang good, Kristen, like you're, you're, I know you're a good mom and wife and your, your store is amazing.
1: Well, thank oh, would you. you. I was going to say the same thing to you. Uh,
0: well, thank you. I did I didn't mean to ask you this kind of from the get go and I forgot, where did you get the name? Where did you come up with the name for your boutique L James?
1: Oh, okay. So, um, L James. So L is the nickname that my grandmother was given and she is my dad's mom. And I have always had a creative side to me and nobody else in my family really has it other than my grandmother. And then one of my aunts, um, on my dad's side and, so growing up, I was always fascinated by her. She passed away when I was young, so I didn't really get to meet her. But what I did get, what my dad brought home is once they cleaned out her stuff, it was a bunch of her artwork. And so I've always known I wanted a little girl named Elle, or I wanted to name something after her. And when I was thinking a name for the shop, um, I um, it felt so right. I don't even know like, how it just popped in my head it was just kind of like I've always wanted to use this name and then James is my dad's first name and um, I loved how the two sounded together and I thought it was also a perfect mix because there's nobody that I would rather be um, kind of a sign for like the groom in the mix of a marriage than my dad and so I always say my grandmother really embodies the spirit of L. James and the beauty behind it. And James is exactly who I want everybody to walk down the aisle and be in front of a man that's just as amazing as my dad.
0: That is precious. That Thank That you. is so sweet. <laughs> I bet that meant so much to him when you told him what you were naming the store.
1: That is it so absolutely sweet. did. And I was super lucky and fortunate that his whole family was in town for our wedding and they kind of all live all over. So they were get to, they got to see L James and, um, it meant so much to all of them that I use their family's names.
0: I love it. Okay. Um, I want to transition into a few questions that we got from some followers and listeners and I'm going to kind of spin off some of them because some of these are business related, but some of these yeah. are really fun, just related to what you actually do as far as wedding dresses and putting people okay. in their in their dream dress. Um, you already pretty much answered some of these to an extent, but what was the, what was the hardest and or scariest part of starting your business and then transitioning to four and a half years later, what do you say is the hardest part of running a business now?
1: um, I would say what was when I was first opening is just I'm a nine once again and I just absorb everybody's emotions and thoughts and feelings and I also care deeply about them and so just about what everybody else was going to think like I wasn't buying a franchise that was already successful I was and I knew I would do good but just what everybody else thought of like the name of L. James and the designers I was carrying and what I was doing and all of that. And just the fact that I knew like opening, there were already bridal shops in Mississippi. I was going to be their competitors and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or like take business away from anybody or anything like that. And so that fear of what everybody else was going to say and think of me and my, what I was creating was the scariest part for sure um fast forward now i would say two things one having enough time to get everything done and balance with my family life is a definitely a challenge and two um having employees and being a good role model for them while also being a friend and somebody they feel like they can come to and um also a mentor and teach them everything they need to know to be successful because I also I have two girls right now that are college graduates that like want to do this like for the rest of their life um so it's really mentoring them into a spot where they feel they have a big role and responsibility at L. James that they can grow into and um really become leaders in the industry and that feels like a really big responsibility to me
0: that is, but that's special. You're impacting not only your brides, but the people who work for you too, and helping to make a difference in their lives, which I know they are probably so thankful for. Um, <laughs> how how do you, you kind of just said this in one of your responses there, but how do you stay organized and stay on top of it and manage the work-life balance? Or do you have any tips and tricks as far as being kind of on top of things or just staying balanced in your life?
1: Yeah. Um, I don't all the time, but I will say when it's going best for me, I um, I find that getting to the office before employees, so that I still it kind of brings me back to when I first opened El James when it was like just me, and I don't have kids running around and I don't have anybody asking me anything, and I'm just able to like be with myself. If that makes sense. Um, I'm more productive and I can really center myself for the whole day. And it makes me a better mom to have that time by myself. It makes me a better boss. It makes me better for my brides that come in because I'm really able to sit down. I don't know if people even know this, if we've ever shared this, but before every bride comes in that morning, we go through every single one. Um, We go through what they want what they've talked to us about, what's really important to them. And so if we do have appointments, I go through every single one that day and really sit with it and think like, okay, she sent us this, but this is really what she's wanting. And this is like her family dynamic. If she's talked about that and all that. So that time is like super important.
0: That's awesome. I didn't, I didn't know you did that. That's really personal. So every experience is catered to that specific bride.
1: Yes. And that's what really, uh, I think differentiates us. That's why we have grown so fast just because our experience is really different, but that's kind of what I was missing in my experience when I shopped for a dress, I felt so overwhelmed. I'm a very indecisive person and I just needed somebody to sit with me and say like, why do you want this? Is this you? Because what I was looking for in a wedding dress was so opposite of who I was as a person And I think I was so mesmerized off of this like random picture I saw on Pinterest that I didn't even think like, is this my style? Like, is this who I am? And it totally was not. And thank goodness I did not end up with it.
0: (laughs) Well, and you probably don't remember saying this, but I do remember you told me, because I came in thinking I wanted something so different than what I got to. Mm -hmm. And I remember you telling me that sometimes people's street style or day-to-day style doesn't necessarily match up to their wedding style and their bridal style. Mm-hmm. And because mm-hmm. I remember my dress, I was like, I'm not a simple person and my dress is so simple and classic. Yeah. Um, but it ended up being perfect. So is that something you've learned over time how to decipher style? Because that was actually so the next question, I'll just, I'll just go ahead and get into it. The next question was can you look at people or talk to someone and just kind of know the style that they quote unquote need?
1: Not all the time, but a lot of the time, yes. So for example, I had a bride come in on Saturday and she really thought that she wanted a beaded bodice and she came in and she was just this natural beauty. And what she had on was a classic outfit. And she was, excuse me, she was getting married in a church and just like all these things, she kept telling me more and more about her, her wedding. And she ended up with something very similar to you, just very classic. She will love it forever. And I told her when she finally got in something that she like lit up in, that was really classic. I told her, you will never look back on this and think, what have I done? Like, this is an outdated, (laughs) beaded look or whatever. And she, said, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you just said that. My biggest fear coming in here was that I was going to leave with something that I would look back on in 10 years and hate. And her sister said, she literally told me that like, that is so true. She's not just saying that she is, she was so scared of that. And so I'm also very thankful that I had that same experience personally, because um, it's really shaped how I help brides navigate what they really want. And in the end, I think it makes them feel more at peace with what they picked. Cause the last thing we want somebody to do is question it and come back and like be so unsure if they're going to like their dress.
0: Oh yeah. 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 And that flows into the next question was, which was, do you incorporate your bride's personalities into their dress choice or do you separate them to basically just the style and the look?
1: It totally depends. There are some girls that end up loving like a cleaner look, but they also have this like party mentality to it. And they came in thinking they wanted just this big princess sparkle dress. And what you don't want to do is discount that feeling too. So it's always fun to add like a fun belt or a sparkly veil. And Um, I think we do that really well in that they feel like they're able to get the bridal look they ended up loving while also getting what they came in looking for.
0: Awesome. Mm -hmm. What is one, I don't know, piece of advice or something you would say to all future brides?
1: Oh gosh, that's so hard. Um, I guess my biggest advice would be before you start really looking at what you want, think about your style and the feeling that you want in your dress, not only on your day, but for years to come. Um, A lot of people don't think about it, but when you look back at your wedding, the main thing you're going to one, talk about, and two, look at is your wedding dress. You're not really going to talk about your flowers. You're not really going to talk about, you know, um, the linens on the tables. And so I just want everybody to feel, even if, let me go back and say everything we carry is not classic and timeless, but that's a lot of times what girls want. They want something fun and they want it super on trend and fashion forward. And just like the most fun thing that's totally okay too, because you're still going to look back and say, I loved my dress so much. That was so fun. I know people wouldn't wear it today, but that's exactly what I wanted in the moment. And I'm still happy thinking about how I felt in my dress. Right. And that's ultimately what we want to achieve. So really thinking, what do I want to get out of this is I think one of the most important things you can do because it's so easy to get wrapped up in the wedding planning process and just checking everything off the list. And we don't want that to happen with your dress because um is it, your feelings may get overlooked. And that's also why I would say be careful choosing who you bring to your appointment because we don't want your feelings overlooked.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then what's one piece of advice or final kind of words of wisdom that you would give to someone looking to start their own business? Biggest bit
1: of advice for a future business owner is to do your research and ask no question is a dumb question. When you're opening a business, ask people, everything, um, people's brains, whether they're in the industry, you want to be in or not. If they're a business owner, they're a business owner. And um, really finding out if there's a need and a want in the industry is going to help your success so much, especially in the beginning. But at the end of the day, as long as you have that fire in you to like succeed, I think you can 100% do it. Um, So don't overthink it too much.
0: Awesome. Well, I've loved this conversation. So to kind of wrap it all up and end one question, I like to end my, all of my, all of my three so far conversations (laughs) with, um, with is the question, what does it mean in your own words to live well? You know, this is called well-being, well-bought, well-said. So we're all about living well. So in your words, what does it mean to live well?
1: I think finding happiness in every aspect of your life is, um, is the best way to stay well, even like through just to go back to where you started with all of this, even in your food choices, even, you know, every single day, what are the happiness, um, little pieces throughout your day. I heard somebody the other day call it anchors. And I thought that was so cool. Even when you're having a really bad day, go back to those anchors in your day. Like what were those happy moments? Is it just that somebody smiled or they like squinted their eyes so much cause they have a mask on and you, they wanted you to see them <laughs> smiling or was it that you literally picked the best apple at the grocery store? There's like no better feeling than that or like a good avocado. <laughs> um, so finding those little anchors throughout your day to um, keep you happy and just in life in general, I think would be my, my biggest takeaway.
0: That's beautiful, Kristen. I love it. Okay. So where can people find you and connect with you and the store, both L James?
1: So we are on everything at L James Bridal and it's E-L-L-E-J-A-M-E-S Bridal um, on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and um, ljamesbridal.com. And then I am just Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-I-N, Panetta, P-A-N-E-T-T-A on Instagram and it's basically just pictures of my kids.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, They are adorable kids. I I do share
1: some nuggets about some like little nuggets of inspiration that I read that I just love. Um, and me and all of my entrepreneur friends always chat about it in the DMs. So you can expect that as well, but So good. Well,
0: so good. Well, I hope you've inspired me and I'm not even trying to start a business. So I hope that anyone who listens to this, who is especially in particular, a woman in business, I know they're going to be encouraged by your words, real inspired. I love you. I love everything you've done. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much for being on the, on the pod today.
1: Thank you so much. Also, even if this is not an LLC or whatever you want to call it, this is a business, Sarah, and you're killing it and you're inspiring so many people. I've loved following you on Instagram and I'm just
0: super proud of you. So thank you for having me today. You are the best. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of well-being, well-bought, well-said, the podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, review. It all means so much to me.